This is Christopher Benincasa for the Jersey Arts Podcast. Two River Theater in Red Bank, New Jersey has created an original production for the holidays, A Wind in the Willows Christmas. This new musical follows the adventures of the story's iconic characters, Mole, the Water Rat, Dr. Badger, and Mr. Toad, as they tumble through adventure after adventure, learning a thing or two about life along the way. We spoke with Grammy Award-winning composer and ex-NFL player, Mike Reed, about writing new music for a beloved children's classic, as well as writing songs for artists like Kenny Chesney, Bonnie Raitt, Prince, Anita Baker, and Willie Nelson. Here's a song he wrote for Kenny Chesney's latest album. It's called Always Gonna Be You. I could jump on some old highway, run a thousand miles or more, unlock some hidden mystery behind a distant door. I could sail the seven oceans till I crawl upon some long forgotten shore. But it's always gonna be Always gonna be you I'm looking for Mike Reed, you wrote the music for this new production of A Wind in the Willows with your collaborator, Sarah Schleisinger. Uh, Had the book A Wind in the Willows been a favorite of yours? Was this one of those cases where you lucked out and were given the opportunity to bring a book that you really loved to the stage? No, it was not the case at all. I knew the title was familiar with the title, had never read it. Uh, I grew up in Pennsylvania and the school system there for whatever reason. Um, I suppose I heard, you know, like I say, I heard about it, but we, it was never part of schooling, which is usually where kids encounter these things. Uh, I didn't. It was, um, came about because John Diaz here at uh, uh, Two River Theater wanted a Christmas piece. I said initially no. I said I really, it doesn't really sound... I'm not really one uh, to write family stuff. I don't even know what that is, actually, or for children. Uh, what happened was they they um, got a hold of Mindy Dickstein, who t- teaches with Sarah at NYU, and she agreed to write the book. And I said, well, I won't say no right away, but uh, let me see what Mindy does. And she wrote a marvelous book, a wonderful book. And we read through this. We Skyped, and we read through it. And I began then to say, okay, the first determination I have to make as the writer of the music is, will, will this thing sing? It, does it just have a kind of desire to be musicalized? Not necessarily what are the reasons the characters sing. That's a different sort of thing. Just does the overall, does, is the uh, neighborhood, the emotional neighborhood of the piece, does it lend itself to music? And it certainly did the way Mindy wrote this. So... So I said, yeah, we had no time to do this, so off we went. That's how, that's how it began. You are a Grammy Award-winning songwriter with more than 30 top 10 pop and country hits. Your song, Always Gonna Be You, was recorded by Kenny Chesney for his latest album. Uh, your songs have also been recorded by Bonnie Raitt, Anita Baker, Bette Midler, Prince, Joe Cocker, and Willie Nelson. You received a Grammy for writing the song Stranger in My House, recorded by Ronnie Millsap. Let's listen to that for a second. There's a silence here. 
And there have been many other awards and honors along the way. Do you approach new projects today the same way you did uh, when you were, as when you were first starting out? Let me tell you that there's a little writing. One of these shows requires for me composing, which is somewhat different than songwriting. It's it's a little bit different than songwriting. Composing because you're dealing with a larger form. All of this stuff has to be on the page. You have to have. You can't go into a rehearsal and say, "Well, here, it should go something like this." You got to have something on the page that says, "No, it goes precisely like this." A lot of songwriting is just work is done in the studio. It's done in the lyric when you're writing the lyric, and then it's done in the studio. Let Let me tell you something. I it's very very nice of you, very kind of you to say I am won awards. I I don't even think about them. I really don't ever think about them. I feel. Uh, and I had this thought earlier today when I was very tired during rehearsal. What a privilege it is to be able to go through life saying that you're a song, an American songwriter, and you've written something that seems to have connected with the public. I only think of it in those terms. I don't think in terms of, I don't know what I think about awards given to creators, you know, whether it's playwrights, Tony's. Oscars, Grammys. Um, I just don't know what I think of that. Uh, and I just don't think about it in my life. Um, but I do approach, sure. I mean, T.S. Eliot said in the Four Quartets, one only gets the better of words for the thing one no longer has to say. And in that sense, which is a way of saying, you know, once you've said it, you know, you're not interested in saying it anymore. Um, so in that sense, every project, whether it's a song idea, which the Chesney song, Always Gonna Be You, was totally in the fog sort of idea, or if, whether it's a musical, it's all, you're always pushing off the dock into the fog. Prior to beginning your songwriting career, you were college football's All-America selection and won the Outland Trophy as the country's outstanding lineman at Penn State, where you received a degree in music in 1970. You were the first round draft pick of the Cincinnati Bengals that year, and at the end of your first season in the NFL, you were named Defensive Rookie of the Year, and you were also voted NFL All-Pro in 1972 and 73. Uh, in spite of all these honors and a great career, uh, you decided that you would rather play music than football for a living. Uh, how did you arrive at that decision? That must have been a really tough one to make. I don't remember it being a difficult decision, and and I must tell you too, it, it certainly wasn't as tidy as I'm playing football and now I'm deciding to write music. It it I haven't really I've never been um, a goal-oriented person. I've sort of been lucky enough that I've been able to follow uh, two things that. Um, seemed to live deeply in me. Now, it, as an athlete, I had, was, was given a physical gift. I had a big, strong body. I, I loved working out. I loved getting in shape. 
I love the whole life of the athlete. I love the Spartan aspect of uh, that kind of control. I always enjoyed that sort of thing. Um, and I had certain skills as an athlete that, that to some degree set me apart. I never had any of that in music. Music was something that I felt deeply about, but I didn't have particularly a get. You would not have heard me play the piano as a kid. I started piano when I was when I was young. You wouldn't have heard me play the piano or and say, "Oh my God, this kid's a talented kid who should be in music." You know, you know Joseph Campbell, the great uh, uh, teacher. I think the maybe one of the, if not the most important teacher of the 20th century had a phrase for it, he called it, follow your bliss. Uh, what is, where is your bliss station? What is that thing about in your life that seems to amp you, you know, psychologically, emotionally? These two things, in this case it was football and music, were the two things that did it. I never imagined or decided I had to be successful. I am someone who, if I do something, a lot of energy goes into it. So maybe that has something to do with it. I know in music, along the way, I've had an extraordinary amount of good fortune and, and a lot of help from a lot of people. What do you get from music that football couldn't give you? There were aspects, because football is a physical endeavor, it's, it's, it's the uh, temporal world, you know? I mean, this is, you're able to run this fast, you're able to jump this high. These are measurable things. The human being, there is aspects of us that we don't understand and we cannot put our finger on and we can never see that's indefinable, the ephemeral. Um, music is a language that enables you to, to discover certain things that you didn't realize you knew. You know, particularly where I am in my life now, I find that I write to find out what I'm thinking. I write to find out what's on my mind. The song on the Chesney record, Always Gonna Be You, is a song that I wrote um, about my wife of a lot of years. And it's not a praise song, per se, because she would never, she would never buy that. You know, she'd say, oh, come on, grow up. No, it's a fairly realistic look at a long-term life. My wife and I have been together over 30 years. And um, it's not that I didn't know these things about her or about us. It's just that when they evidence themselves in a piece of music and a lyric, again, it confirms or affirms something within you that you can only suspect. This is, I realize, a long-winded answer that probably doesn't make a lot of sense. But my, what I've discovered in music about myself has sustained me throughout my life. Athletic endeavor has never sustained me beyond the moment of doing it. Let's listen to one song from this production of A Wind in the Willows um, that you wrote. It's called Things and it's written for the character Mr. Toad, who's probably the most famous character from A Wind in the Willows. Here it is. Things, things, fabulous things. I see those words and my greedy heart sings. Nothing can equal the pleasure it brings fill my existence with more more always want more crystal and china fine rugs he's first of all toad that's how i toad is a toad is probably uh, in our story he probably you would refer to him as a trust fund baby all right he has his a little bit of a skewed sense of entitlement 
Um, and he adores material things. He adores cars and boats and things. That's just his thing. I just love. He almost, when he speaks about it, it almost, there are a couple of ways you could go with this. You could have a character uh, in song swooning over this, which again immediately puts you into a ballad terrain, ballad area, which I personally didn't want to. Or you can put him in talking about, thinking about all that he has. He gets, the more he talks about it, the more excited he gets. He gets amped up and he just enjoyed. Now, he'll, he'll take a little journey in the show here. Uh, the reprise of essentially what the song Things is, is a celebration of the material. The reprise of Things in the second act is... Uh, lamenting his love of the material because it's ended up getting him in a jam. And so it's a nice little arc growth, you know. I mean, look, kids love, they love things, just things and stuff, more stuff, more things. And um, so that's, that's it. I had a great time writing, writing that music. Also, you know, it has a little bit of, a, the, the harmony has, a, has a, a touch of angularity to it. And... Uh, I didn't play it safe anywhere, really, musically, I don't think. You guys are in rehearsal right now. Uh, when you're at this stage with a new production, are you even able to think about your next project? Depends on how my back and knees feel, my arthritis feels. I get up some days ready to go, and I get up other days thinking, well, I'm done. <laughs> I'll always write songs. I have a, actually a small, tiny little commission to write a chamber piece, a piano trio piano cello violin piece so that's uh, that's coming up I'll probably do that and then I'm always writing songs Mike Reed thanks for doing the podcast thank you Chris for I enjoyed being with you today A Wind in the Willows Christmas will run at Two River Theater in Red Bank from December 8th through the 30th a special performance for families affected by Hurricane Sandy will be held Tuesday December 11th at 7 p.m. for more information go to TRTC Org. For more information about the arts in New Jersey, visit jerseyarts.com. The Jersey Arts Podcast is made possible by the New Jersey State Council on the Arts, supporting excellence in the arts since 1966. This is Christopher Benincasa for the Jersey Arts Podcast.